0: Let's
1: him put burn off Run right to the back of
0: him Run right to the middle and out the back
2: What's known in football terms As a slam dunk
0: Baby you're a you Make them go As you shoot across the sky
2: Welcome back to another edition of Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Contrary to the title of this year' podcast, we are dedicated to bringing you anything and everything Ole Miss recruiting and news. So we are fully committed as we are here to talk. And uh, dear friend, and man, it feels like it's been forever, David Brandt is here at the Associated Press. Has- David?
1: How are you? It has been a minute.
2: It, yeah, I mean, just busy. Um, you know, just living, trying to uh, trying to stay at it. But uh, I know you've been uh, you've been busy yourself out there covering pretty much everything. I know you said you you're doing some World Baseball Classic, some NASCAR. You've got the NBA, of course. What's been going on?
1: Oh, it's this past month has been in the nearly four years I've been out here. This has been the busiest month. I mean, you know, the Super Bowl was here about a month ago, like a month to the day almost. And so that started, that was a wild week. And then it just, you know, spring trainings here. And then the Suns trade for Kevin Durant, who still hasn't played at home. Um, and then all those different things. So it's just a lot of sports going on in Phoenix. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, this is just a good time of year. I've always been a fan of March just because I, you know, other than you you can certainly argue football season, but outside of football season, I think March, with spring training and the upcoming baseball season, and then March madness mm-hmm. and and all those. I, I just think you know the NBA like you know playoff races are whining It's just a good time to be a sports fan. The weather is getting better. It's just oh, yeah. a lot as good in life in March and April.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh things being good, Ole Miss made their uh, hire to replace Kermit Davis. The 23rd head coach in program history is Chris Beard, the uh, 2019 AP National Head Coach of the Year, four-time conference coach of the year. Uh, he's led three different programs to the NCAA tournament since 2016. Uh, we don't need to get into it. It's already been talked about and nauseum. We know why he was a candidate and why he is the head coach in Ole Miss, but just from a 3,000-foot view and, and – you've covered Ole Miss and and, and you've seen the basketball program through all the ups and downs over the years on a, you know, I think I know the answer on a scale from one to 10, how good of a hire is this? And what do you expect from Chris Beard and Ole Miss in year one?
1: Well, with the caveat, like you talked about, if you're comfortable with the legal situation and you're okay with all that and and believe that's all settled, then it's a 10. Like there's, there's no doubt. He's a terrific coach. And and I think that Ole Miss has really been searching for an identity since they opened the new arena. I mean, it's such a beautiful place. You know, they've wanted to pack it and really get it excited. And I think Andy Kennedy could have been that coach. It was just late in his tenure and things had already kind of gone. So, you know, it just the timing wasn't very good for him. I would have liked to see what Andy could have done if, if that place had been mm-hmm. open 10 years earlier, but you know, hindsight's 2020, 20. but you know, the Kermit Davis era actually had the opposite problem that I thought they would have. And anytime you hire a mid-major coach, I was worried with Kermit Davis that he would try to recruit mid-major level players and then just be outclassed talent-wise. And it really it was kind of the opposite because everything you know, i read from you and everything was, they were recruiting pretty well. They just, the results weren't translating to the court most of the time, which is weird. It was just, it was like the opposite problem of what I thought they would have. So I, I think the move was needed. And I think, you know, really like, like you said, there's, there's been obviously the off the court stuff, but I mean, from a purely basketball standpoint, if you're comfortable with everything else, I mean, you can't do much better than Chris Beard. He's an excellent hire.
2: Yeah, I, the, the resume is is pretty gaudy. Uh, ben and I talked about it last week. Ole Miss probably has a great case, definitely in the SEC, but possibly nationally, as the best group of Big Three head coaches in men's sports with football, baseball, basketball. Uh, you got Lane Kiffin, who you know his his reputation precedes himself. Like he he he's a national brand on Twitter. He wins football games. He won ten games in regular season for the first time ever in program history. Then you've got Mike Bianco, who's the dean of SEC baseball coaches, and he has a national title now. And then you hire Chris Beard, who took Texas Tech to the national championship game. He uh, he's I didn't know this until earlier today. He is a perfect five and zero in the first round in the NCAA tournament. Um, he's been to an Elite Eight with Texas Tech. He's been uh, several rounds of thirty twos and uh was probably well on his way to doing that this season before everything went down in texas um do you agree with that that will miss with the the trio of kiffin bianco and beard are probably the best trio in college athletics right now
1: you know i never really thought about it like that until you mentioned it my mind has been racing the last 30 seconds thinking of all the other schools. I. I think Ole Miss is unique just because baseball, you know, is obviously only a power sport at probably, what, maybe 30 schools? Like, truly a power sport mm-hmm. at, like, 30 schools nationally. And and there's no question. And I love the fact, to get on a tangent, that we can talk about Mike Bianco being an elite coach because I always felt he was an elite coach. It just mm-hmm. – right. you know what I mean? Like, you got to have the postseason success. And it was infuriating to watch a coach – be successful year in and year out. And you know that he's a good coach, a great coach really. But you know, when you keep losing in the super regional round and only go to one college world series, I understood why the haters were out there. And so now (laughs) that he's won a national championship, there's nothing left to say to me. I mean, could he have been more consistent getting to the college world series in previous years? Sure. But anyway, getting back to your point, I do think with Lane Kiffin you know, not the best college football coach in the nation, but certainly one of the most interesting and has certainly raised the profile of that program. Chris Beard's up there, Mike Bianco. I, I don't know about the best, but it's definitely one of the most interesting. And certainly if you're a, a school like Old Miss, I think you're feeling pretty good about those three coaches. I would, I would stack those up against a, a lot of other, a lot of other uh, programs in the country. So, uh, you know, the thing you yeah. we talk about Chris Beard's resume, the thing that I really like about him is he did a lot of his damage at Texas Tech, which is a similar school to Ole Miss in the sense that it's a very mm-hmm. good school at a good conference, but it's, you know, it it fights against bigger boys sometimes, you know what I mean? Like at least in the, yeah the way college, you know, he had to go against Texas. He had to go against Oklahoma. It's the same thing with Ole Miss. I mean, like, you know, Ole Miss has nothing to be ashamed of and is proud of, everything it does just like texas tech is i i covered cliff kingsbury for four years there was nobody more proud of texas tech than cliff kingsbury that guy would have run through a wall for that school so even after he got fired by that school that's why that's how much he likes that school um so anyway i i see some similarities in the jobs and if if chris beard could do it at texas tech i i believe he could do it at all this
2: it's a it's another program that doesn't have too many built-in advantages and I think that right. that's that's a great way to look at it and a, a great point for potentially you know speculating what Chris Beer can do at Ole Miss because Ole Miss doesn't have a lot of built-in advantages for for basketball it's a um they have you know, a we,
1: beautiful stadium now
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> an now, arena, yeah I guess like
1: uh,
2: that. Uh, arena is top-notch um campus is great Um, they're pretty close to
1: Memphis for flying in and out, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, yeah. Like it's a little isolated. And again, it's not Ole Miss. You're not in a vacuum. You're comparing it to Tennessee, Kentucky, all those different
2: places. And so, you know, there's
1: other places might have a little more pedigree, but I think Ole Miss will be just fine.
2: Right. I think the, the resume, his, his name cache, recently with the success that he had at Texas tech and, and what he was doing at Texas and building there. And I mean, honestly, I think the ability to recruit in high school and the portal, he did a uh, remarkable job rebuilding that roster at Texas via the portal. Um, so he knows his way around that because I do think you're going to have to really, really utilize the portal for almost basketball because, um, Now, maybe Chris Beard is the guy to do it. Maybe he's the one that can bring in some nationally, you know, four and five star guys to Ole Miss. Maybe he can excite some dudes to come in and play immediately. Uh, Because he did that at Texas and he did it at Texas Tech. He brought in some blue chip guys and he was not not afraid to play them as true freshmen. So maybe that's the pull that Ole Miss really needs. But, yeah, I mean, I think the hire is so big because of the – the magnitude of how much it shows that the administration cares and how much they want to succeed. Um, because, yeah, Chris Beards not a candidate, and he's not going to be in the running for the Ole Miss job if, you know, what happened happened while he was at Texas. But Olmus still, Went through the process, did all the due diligence, they vetted everybody, they talked to people around the Texas program, they talked to people around Chris Beard. They, they, they did everything that they felt comfortable with to where they could hire him. And I think that for a guy like Keith Carter, who is an Ole Miss alum, he played basketball at Ole Miss, I think it shows just,
0: yeah. just how he cares much
2: cares
1: about basketball.
2: Right. I mean, he wants that program to be successful and he wants to compete against everybody else in the SEC because you look at you look at the brackets right now and the SEC what got eight teams in so i think that was one behind the big 10 or was it big 10 or pac yeah, it's been a
1: yeah i think it was the oh, gosh all these good Maybe. but but you're right there's been a real resurgence in SEC basketball the last 3 or 4 years you know mike slide yeah. way back in the day and greg sankey talked about cuz there was a real like it, Billy Donovan had those teams with Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford and all those guys. And then after that in Kentucky's pretty much always Kentucky, but there was a real lull in sec basketball for about a decade. Um, and, you know, some of those teams like Andy Kennedy was sort of on the receiving end of some of that bad luck. He'd have the third or fourth best team in the sec and they just missed the tournament, you know, just because RBI was down, you know, different yeah. things, but um, yeah there's no the SEC has has made an effort to improve its basketball and and I think that you know Ole Miss is certainly among those teams with the stadium with the coaching now Um, and basketball is just a kind of a different animal in the sense that you know two or three guys can totally change the fortune of your program I mean it's just it's a little oh, different sure. than football just be right I mean you can have you know, you talk about I, I think that Chris Beard will probably, like you said, work the portal first, have some success, and then maybe it'll be easier to recruit those blue chip guys. But, you know, it's it's just like I said, it's different. You can two or three guys can totally change the trajectory of the program. And I think Chris Beard will have enough name recognition that that certainly is possible.
2: I expect him to hit the portal hard, hit the recruiting trail hard. We'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment we're going to take our first break here from the sponsors when we come back more with david Brandt of the ap so hang tight we'll be right back this podcast is brought to you by lamar yard oxford's indoor outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space on south lamar they now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from tex-mex to mississippi delta catfish to smash burgers and you can contact lamar yard for your private events for the spring and summer They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one with Moscow mules, all of that more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restaurateur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, second line restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush a Fairways and large championship review to greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tea time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662 893 4444. Homeless fans,
3: you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today no monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's EUFY Video Lock, or visit EufyOfficial.com, EufyOfficial.com slash Video Lock, to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the old Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed. From NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you
2: And we are back here on Not Committed talking with David Brandt of the Associated Press, talking Chris Beard, officially named Ole Miss's 23rd head basketball coach today, Monday, as we are recording this. David, I thought about this angle that I wanted to talk to you about. And it's been a, uh, a pretty remarkable resurgence up in Boulder, Colorado, with the Colorado football program. And uh, the Buffs up there with Deion Sanders, they hire him and uh you want to talk about hitting the portal and having success hit it hard got some big name guys coming in they had some success on the recruiting trail at the high school level um with Ole Miss now Colorado football Ole Miss basketball kind of similar in terms of you know now Colorado football won a national championship so hear me out um but they were at yeah, one but in an t- an
1: era that nobody was alive. That's playing, right. Now. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was, that's, you know, sometimes I think cause we talk about things like that and even, you know, for an 18 year old, 15 years ago is ancient history. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, Colorado, that might've, that might as well happened in the leather helmet days, but it, yes, right. go ahead. Your, um, your, your point is well taken.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So back, back in the day with, with, with old Bill McCartney and, um, Eric B um, but it, yeah, I mean it's it's been a outside of one good year with Mike McIntyre and then a couple flashes here and there, they they really haven't done much. And Ole Miss basketball is kind of similar. We talked about it on our show earlier today. It's been a decade since Ole Miss won the SEC tournament and beat beat five seed Wisconsin, and we're just a fingertip away from going to the Sweet 16. That was the last real time that Ole Miss basketball. Um, was was relevant nationally. I mean, that was the last time people were talking about them. Now, you fast forward to today, in the year 2023, people are talking about Ole Miss basketball again. Do you think that Ole Miss basketball could have some kind of similar, you know, off-season resurgence momentum heading into next year as Dion and and Colorado football has been able to to conjure up?
1: I, I do think there will be, something like that. I would call it the Dion Sanders light, <laughs> you know, I mean, like there's nothing quite like Dion. like Chris Beard's a good coach, but he's not prime time. You know what I mean? Like right, as far right. as the, the cachet, the, you know, still cool with it, you know, it is amazing. A guy like Dion, you know, who's now what in his fifties, like he's, he's still mm-hmm. remained retained. We talked about Colorado's national championship being in ancient history, you know, n- prime time coach prime. He has maintained his, you know, sort of in a way like Michael Jordan, not exactly, but the fact that generations later as a 55 year old, he's still considered cool. Right, and So, yeah. you know, I, I, think that 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 is an interesting, and I think it was perfect for Colorado because they have to recruit nationally. I think, as you know, you know, Colorado is not necessarily known for its high school football. So, you know, you can get a few players, from right. there, but you've got to go out of the state. I do think Old Miss is in a lot of ways in a better position from a basketball standpoint. There's a ton of basketball talent within what four or five hours of campus? Like, you know, you got Memphis right up the road, and I realize Penny's at University of Memphis and there's Tennessee. But you know, Chris uh-huh. Beard gets things rolling. It's not like nobody can play basketball around Oxford. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's Just a good, ba- relatively... good basketball
2: in Mississippi. There's Alabama, Georgia, um,
1: and you, Tennessee's got some Tennessee, talent, Kentucky, Illinois, and all those places aren't like horribly far away. It's not like you're having to go cross country. Yeah. Like there's, you know, you're relatively close to some good talent, I, I think. But yes, I do think that Old Miss, I would be shocked, honestly, if Chris Beard doesn't make some sort of splash in the, in the transfer portal uh, and do a few things. Yeah. And I just don't think it's going to have the same media, frenzy as the Dion's it's just a different situation but in in some ways I do I do understand the comparison and I do think that he can quickly the the comparison I think fits when you're talking about bringing juice to a program immediately I don't know if he covered as much as Dion is but yes I think Chris Beard can immediately like it wouldn't shock me at all if Ole Miss went to the tournament next year it's just the way college basketball works now. Right. He can, if you if Chris Beard wants to, he can totally remake his roster. Or he can keep some of the guys. He can do whatever he wants to do. But that you can do that in basketball because, again, like we're talking, it's just a smaller roster. If you get three or four guys, you totally change the fortunes of your program. So we'll see how it goes. But, yes, I do expect Chris Beard to make a splash.
2: Yeah, I think in terms of the potential – speed with which he can rebuild the roster, like how Dion did it pretty quickly, where everybody was like, Well, you know he's gonna have some guys from Jackson State following. Like that's that's expected. But I mean he was he grabbed a couple four stars from high school. He got some big time transfers from other schools to come join him at Colorado. So um I'd be interested to see uh once this tournament gets rolling and once we get in you know teams start getting eliminated. You get into April, um, you know. There's already rumors of some potential guys from Texas that might get into the portal. Um, You know, some 22 signees uh, that 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 are already there that played for him this year. I I think there's probably some uh, some legitimacy there. Guys that want to follow him, and hey, they signed on to play at Texas for him. And no disrespect to Rodney Perry, which he's done a or Rodney Terry's done a phenomenal job and has Texas as a two seed and they won the Big 12 tournament title with Kansas. Um, Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for him to all of a sudden people are like, what? Hold on. What did that say? Did that say Ole Miss got a five star? I, I don't think that's crazy to think just because he's respected and known nationally as a legitimate recruiter and a guy that players like to play for. And he asks a lot out of you defensively, but he still plays a fun, fast paced tempo up and down the floor style that as you can see from the recruiting success, talented players like to play in.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be as you, it would be crazy to think it's crazy that he couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he will, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of good, programs, lots of good coaches. But Chris Beard, I guarantee, has his spreadsheets up on his computer right now. He knows what he's doing. He's he's not, nice. uh, you know, he he's got a couple dozen guys he's ready to reach out to. And not all of them are going to work out, obviously, because you can't have a 24 man roster, but I mean a few of them would. And I yeah. Like I said, like I said, basketball is just a different beast. I mean, there's you can turn it around really quickly. And I'm not again, I'm not saying all oh, this is going to do that, but When you hire Chris Beard, you're putting yourself in position to do that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they are much improved next year.
2: I'm pretty certain he's at least been in Oxford since late Thursday, early Friday. And I was told that he has been diligently working. And I speculated earlier today on our show that his official announcement um, introductory press conference, all that is not till 5 p.m. local time tomorrow. I think that all that is that just gives him plenty of time to recruit. Whether that's getting out, jumping on a plane, going somewhere today, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, maybe hitting the road, or, or just getting on the phone and you know calling guys that he had recruited to Texas to look at Ole Miss. Uh, I, I mean, he's got you know over 24 hours right now, Um, you know, there's no telling how long he's been working over the weekend and and earlier today, but, but yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of time to the portal officially open today for college basketball. So guys are getting in and Mm -hmm. as an Ole Miss fan, you got to be excited to see what, what he's going to do. And just, you have to be giddy for basketball. And, yeah, you, you know. do.
1: I mean, this is the first time in, you know, I've been either covering Ole Miss or tangent, you know, doing this podcast for what? It's hard to believe, but 15 years, a little over. And this is the right. th- no disrespect to AK because I really enjoyed covering him and think he's a very good basketball coach. But there's never been, you know, this is Ole Miss saying, we are going to play big boy basketball. And and what I what I really like about this hire is the same thing that I liked about the Lane Kiffin hire. I think you're gonna get the best version of Chris Beard. I think Chris Beard, and I don't I'm not a lawyer, I didn't I don't know what happened, but Chris Beard saw his career flash before his eyes. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is this is a he was I don't know if humbled is the right word, but I, I think he definitely, like I said, saw that his career could be over or, you know, severely curtailed. And now he's getting another chance and I think he's going to be really motivated. And it was the same thing with Lane Kiffin. I mean, you know, different, sure. you know, obviously Lane didn't involve the police, but it, it was the same thing. Lane Kiffin was this wonder kind coach and, you know, he had some setbacks and then, you know, you get the best version of him. So that's what I like best about it. You're not getting a, uh, you know, a 60, 65-year-old retread coach. And and that can work sometimes in some areas, but I don't think that's where Ole Miss was at. And I think that Keith Carter not only yeah. did a good job of hiring, because they kind of did that with Kermit Davis. And I think the Kermit Davis route right. can sort of work sometimes. It just didn't in this case. And like I said, it's kind of weird how that worked out. But I just think this is the right hire at the right time.
2: Yeah, and and I think – and. Last thing before we we hit our final break, I I think the Kermit Davis retread, older guy, established, I think that can work at certain places. But at a place like Ole Miss, where you don't have the built-in advantages, you don't have the massive booster network and the massive home crowds, the the season ticket sales through the roof, regardless of what's happening, you don't have all that. So I think, you know, obviously this is a very – Specific and you know th- this whole opportunity has an asterisk next to it because of what happened. But Chris Beard is the, is the guy that that I think that Ole Miss and and Keith Carter had to go get if they want to get where they want to. Like Dusty May at Florida Atlantic, great coach. Who knows how he would have done it at Ole Miss? I think he's a very accomplished coach and and he's got his team. You know, won the Conference USA. They're in the NCAA tournament. Who knows? Could have been a great hire that doesn't hold the weight that somebody like Chris Beard holds and his resume and the, the run that he had at Texas tech. That's what I think you need. If you're really wanting to dive headfirst into the deep end is you got to get excitement. You got to get people fired up. You got to sell tickets. You really have to get that buy-in from everyone because you're Ole Miss and you're at a disadvantage and you don't have all those built in, you know, um, you know, cogs in the wheel, so to speak, for boosting your program. So it was the perfect hire and I didn't think it was I didn't think it would happen. I I thought that that it was kind of a pie in the sky. It's it probably, you know, way too much of a long shot. But kudos to Keith Carter and Glenn Boyce and the rest of the administration for for getting it done. And and yeah, I mean almost basketball is, you know, legitimately back and they haven't even played a game yet.
1: Right. And I, it'll be interesting to hear what Chris Beard says at his press conference, but I think it was probably important to him. It would be, if I were a basketball coach, Keith Carter is a basketball guy, you know, mm. and, and really yeah. in the sec, that's kind of hard to find sometimes, you know, somebody, you know, obviously we all know that football mm-hmm. is the horse that drives the car. It's not even close. Like, I mean, it's right. It's the biggest deal, but basketball, you know, can be a big deal, and I really do think that Ole Miss, even though we talk about the disadvantages, there's a lot going for it. The only real problem I see with Ole Miss having is like you talked about with the season ticket base. It's just hard to get, you know, your average fan who lives in Madison or Flowood or Brandon to be able to come up for a Tuesday night game at eight o'clock, you know, uh-huh. on a school night on a yeah, work yeah, it's night. Hard. That's a- that's always going to be a problem. They just don't have a huge population base right by Oxford. Now you can get back and forth between Memphis pretty easy, but you're you're just asking a lot from a lot. Whereas in football, it's just a, a different animal because it's weekends, it's day games, a lot of times, all yeah. that stuff. Um, but I, I do think that you know Ole Miss has a lot of reasons to be excited. At Ole Miss, has good sure. facilities, and now it has a good coach, and I'm excited to see what he could do. I I, I think this is Again, you nothing's ever a hundred percent. You never know for sure something's gonna work out. But I think this is as close to a slam dunk as as can yeah. hope for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're gonna take the final break. When we come back, we'll do a, a little bit of a lightning round, uh, close up shop in the final segment. Talk uh, of course we gotta talk about our brackets. Um, you know, everybody wants to know. What my bracket looks like. They want to know what David's looks like. So we're gonna give it to what you. What
1: renowned college basketball expert David Brandt <laughs> and Zach Barry know about the tournament. All the betters out there, get ready. We're gonna we're gonna give you some knowledge.
2: Yes, absolutely. So final break. We'll be back. Hang tight. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis' leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner, Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make get their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them, 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They're your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110. And get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, third and final segment here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, David Brandt here with you. All right, let's do it. Um, I finally got it done earlier. Um, joined all the groups that everybody keeps sending me. So the off chance that I just absolutely lick this, I can win some money. And um, I'm I'm going for two years in a row over my wife. She uh she had a nice little run there of uh, three years in a row, um, <laughs> trying to get two. Uh, I, I was joking with her all basketball season long. Um, I was like, "You had it one year too soon." She had Purdue winning it all last year, and um, oh, yeah. man, Zach Eady and the and the Boilermakers could potentially do it this year. Um, there are one love seed
1: Purdue. That's a nasty bracket, though, right there. They're it, in a nasty. The East is tough. I like, I, I don't like know. Marquette a lot. If Marquette yeah. Purdue is that elite eight game. I will Ooh. be sitting there in front of the TV with my popcorn. That's that's a I, big boy best, But both of those, I mean, you got Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, Memphis. I was gonna Dusty say May. That's probably the game game's gonna be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got probably two of the hottest teams in the country in Memphis and Duke right there next to each other.
1: Right. And you got um, Tennessee, Oral Roberts is a really good twelve. I mean, that's a nasty,
2: yeah. nasty bracket. Um yeah, I mean, Or Roberts. I mean, I, I think um, I think Ole Miss a lot fans of people are,
1: are picking them to beat Duke.
2: Ole Miss fans are familiar with them um, because I, I do think at one point Paul Mills was was on the short list for some interviews for the Ole Miss job, um, and they kind of they they kind of always get kind of spunky in March. But um, yeah, I, I think the West is really tough. I think Kansas is going to have a hard time getting out of there. Um, all right, I, do you have any trendy? Upset picks at this point. I don't know. Have you filled out a bracket yet?
1: I have not. Actually, this is kind of fun because it's like my. I mean, I looked okay. at All the right. bracket a little bit, but now I'm I'm kind of going through everything. You know, I I don't know about trendy because they're obviously good, but I I think Marquette gets out of the East. I just don't think
2: Love Purdue's
1: just gotta. But I really like Shaka Smart, and I think that he's yeah. got the team he needs to get through there. They. But
2: I, clean sweep of the big East. They were awesome all year. And Shaka's kind of finally built this monster to prepare for this moment. Uh, I do, I do like them a lot. I mean, kind of going through ESPNs, they have a, a piece on here from, um, looks like John Gassaway, and Matt Eisenberg did like a giant killers post and some of the, the upset chance percentages that are, that are up there. um, Number 12 VCU over St. Mary's. Um,
1: That's a great, like, just mid-major awesome game of two. Yeah, really yeah. good. I love games like that. That's such a good 5-12. That's a great game.
2: And, yeah, St. Mary's was great all year. Um, Drake is going
1: to be really tough on Miami in that 5-12 Ooh. game in the Midwest, too. Drake yeah. is good. The Missouri Valley, I'm a little partial to the Missouri Valley because I grew up in Springfield, Missouri, which is where Missouri State is, and sure. watched all those great you know, when I was a kid, you know, Tulsa was in that conference and Tubby Smith was the coach for a while, and Bill Self was the coach for a while. Kevin Stallings was at Illinois State, Steve Alford was at Missouri State. Um, just a great, great basketball conference. And Drake was really good in that league. So anyway, I like I, I like that five twelve matchup. Yeah. Those games are always tough.
2: Miami I feel like they typically show well early in the tournament under Larinaga, but man, Drake Tucker Devries, uh, coach's son, averaging close to twenty a game. Roman Pin, twelve, uh, almost thirteen a game. Uh, they're a fun team. Uh, I, I know people really like their chances against against Miami. Like you said, I this one I think is is kind of one of those really trendy ones that I think could get people in trouble. Nevada and TCU. I really like this TCU team. I. The the upset chances at thirty three percent. I like TCU to kind of make a little bit of a run in this tournament.
1: That would when I saw TCU just absolutely clobber Kansas, like
2: oh
0: yeah, they
1: have the they have the manpower to do it. They just haven't been very consistent. There's a lot of teams like that. Like Tennessee would kind of fall in that category too. Right, um, you know. I, I kind of like TCU that 11 get, you know, Arizona state versus Nevada in the first four Uh, Arizona Uh state's a big deal here. Obviously I'm, I live 10 minutes from their campus. And uh, if you watch that game, that is one of the most infuriating college basketball teams I've ever seen Arizona state. Like it's the (laughs) weird, cause Bobby Hurley is their coach, you know, Duke Christian Leitner. When you think of Bobby Hurley, you think of, you know, discipline great point guards you know Duke Mike sheshevsky all that stuff Arizona State couldn't play a more different brand of basketball they play super hard and they're really intense and all that but it is one of the wildest you know I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be like oh run an offense but it's just like what are you doing sometimes so yeah. anyway I, I Arizona State's one of those teams that if they have a good night they might beat Nevada by 15. But they could also lose by thirty. They're just—they're all over the place. So yeah. I have no idea what to expect there. But I think either of those teams. I think TCU will handle either of those teams.
2: Yeah, I—I I don't really have any big upsets. Um, I—I I guess maybe one. I—I I, I do think Duke can beat Purdue. Um, yes. They're peaking at the I right think- time. They have a ton of talent. I think. Now, Edie is is big and he's experienced, but I think Duke has the the athletes and the length to help out and and kind of shut him down. Um,
1: I think Memphis real- is going to give them everything they want in the second round, and that's a I C- do. FAU. I think could too. I mean, like that's that's just yeah. such a hard bracket.
2: I do too. I think I've got Memphis beating FAU and I think Memphis gives Purdue all they can handle kind of like how they did with, with Gonzaga last year. I just don't think they'll have an answer for Edie. Um, outside of that. I mean, I guess really the only kind of trendy, I I, I do have Yukon moving on past Kansas. Um, in the, I know uh, you like,
1: I know you like TCU and this, this team gets me in trouble every single uh, year, but Gonzaga <laughs> is yeah. under the radar more than they usually are. And I think they're still pretty good. And I think yeah. this might be one of the years where they're I've, Gonzaga has always been my team. Like here, here's a question for you kind of getting off track. If if you were being, if you were a five-star blue chip basketball crew, recruit, you mm-hmm. recruited by everybody in the nation, but you can't go to oldness, Miss because obviously, you know, you're partial to oldness. Miss, but if you could go anywhere else, where would you go to play basketball?
2: I mean, I think Gonzaga's got to be up there. Um, I just I prob- love
1: Gonzaga. I've always, I like Mark Few. It's just my, like, basketball crush. I've always liked Gonzaga. Yeah. So I always pick Gonzaga to go deep, and I've always, it's like Lucy pulling away the football, like, 90% <laughs> of the time. But, so I, I, I say I, that with all that trepidation, but I love Gonzaga. I've always liked them.
2: I'd probably have them, Duke, Arizona. And if I'm gonna go hmm. I'd throw I probably have some friends that are gonna be pulling their hair out and calling me insane. I'd throw Indiana in there just for the sheer tradition and pageantry yeah. of Assembly Hall. But. A lot of
1: it's coaching and everything. If it you know, with Indi- if Indiana could ever get consistency in the coaching area, I think that would oh, be man.
2: You yeah know, you
1: you talk about a fan base you talk about tradition it doesn't get a whole lot better than indiana
2: yeah now if we're talking like modern day i mean you, you, you look no further than houston with what they're doing with nil and for have kind
1: of got a cool that's sort of a cool <laughs> school i agree they're they're a little like gonzaga that you know sort of a trendy
2: kind of right school um all right so yeah let's let's talk final four um I, yeah, I I went. I didn't. I wouldn't say chalk, but I, I didn't go too crazy. Uh, I, I did have Creighton upsetting Baylor, and um, I had Iowa State getting to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, my Final Four, I've got Arizona out of the South. I've got Marquette out of the East. I've got Houston out of the Midwest, and I've got UCLA out of the West. And I have the Houston Cougars, which here's a nugget for you, David. The first team since 1972, I believe, to win the national title in their own host city. The last team to do that was UCLA.
1: Really? Like back in the 70s? Or yeah, was 19, that the 90s? 19, 1972,
2: UCLA won it in really? LA. Obviously. Um, so Houston will have a chance to be the first to do that. Um, I
1: hope Houston gets there just for that storyline. And I think they will. I, I pick them too.
2: And they're, yeah, they're fun. Uh, I, I, I like Kelvin Sampson. Um, now Marcus Sasser is still questionable. Uh, game time decision. Um, I believe. I think they'll uh, he... be
1: fine with him out without him the first weekend. They need to get him healthy. If, I as think long so. as he's healthy by the second weekend. So that's March 18th and 19th. Well, no. The, yeah. What am I? Yeah. Like yeah, as, you're as long right, as you're he's right. healthy by the sweet 16 week. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking first, second round. So by March, you know, give him 10 days. If he can get healthy and then I think they're okay. By the way, yeah, this is totally, I I, I'm not saying like North, Northern Kentucky is going to get ripped. Northern oh. Kentucky is going to get ripped, but they're the fighting Darren Hordes, the, the former South Carolina coach. I didn't realize he was there.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I had no idea Yeah, either. I just,
1: I saw that name. I didn't even know he had another job. I was like, good for him. I always yeah. felt bad for him because everybody liked him, but man, he was bad at South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> he got just absolutely destroyed there, but so good for him getting back to the tournament. This is, and then also a segue, random David Brandt facts in uh when I was playing, and I might have told this story I, I don't know, but anyway, Northern Kentucky used to be Division two not that long ago. when I was playing college baseball eons ago, this would have been I guess in the two thousand, the year two thousand. We were playing a weekend series against Southern Indiana in Evansville, which has also gone D1 since then. And Uh our Friday night game, I remember, got rained out or something like that. So we were going to play a doubleheader on Saturday. We didn't have anything to do Friday night. So there was a big basketball game at Southern Indiana. And it was Southern Indiana against Northern Kentucky, which were rivals. And, like, who the best? It was a great game. But anyway, the Southern Indiana coach was a man named Bruce Pearl. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I still remember, you know, hearing about him. And then, you know, years later, he goes to Wisconsin-Milwaukee. But that was kind of a cool it was a, and it was a great division two atmosphere. There was like 5,000 people there. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I was, I, I saw that Darren Horn name and it jogged yeah. some memories with those. Schools. And,
2: and kind of bringing it all back here. I was really torn in the um I guess the elite eight. I got number, I got Houston and Texas I love the Rodney Terry story and and what he's done with that team since Chris Beard was let go. Um, oh sure, he's done a great job
1: because that almost never works out, and it happens. no, yeah, yeah, it never does.
2: And, and I mean, he's probably played himself into getting that job, and he's earned it yeah, because I'm, they are absolutely. they're legit. Um, That's a
1: tough, tough, you know, thing to you know deal with, yeah. like with your play, because like you said, all those guys came to play for Chris Beard. You know, yeah. and then suddenly, you know, you're you're picked to have a great season, and all of a sudden, all that happens, and you know, you've got it. You know, regard yeah, high school, high school friends with Chris Beard,
2: right? yeah, high school and uh, portal guys. So it's a, I mean, that's a huge mix of you know discrepancy of of age and experience and what they were what they were expecting out of going there, and right, and he held it, it but together. basically like,
1: and you're talking about he didn't just roll out the ball and let them play because they would get. No, that doesn't work. And, you know, you got to coach a yeah. little. And so he's he's earned – if he gets that job, he's earned it.
2: Yeah, I, I've i watched Houston play a good bit this year. Um, Man, they just really get after your ass on defense. And they've got some dudes that can flat out shoot it. And I, I really like Jairus Walker, the freshman big man. But, yeah, if Sasser can come back, I think they're going to be an absolute tough out. Um, and we are, you know, almost, uh, I guess close to an hour here and we haven't said anything about Alabama. I think Alabama is going to run into some trouble because I think they're going to end up having an off night shooting the basketball and they're just not going to be able to get it done. That's my, I wouldn't say it's a bold prediction. I know a lot of people are picking them to win it. Um, I know they have the second best odds, I believe to win it all, um, per Vegas insider but um, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know how familiar you are with with Nate Oates and and kind of their style. I've been of watching them practice, right. but I, yeah. they they I basically mean, it's all shots at the rim, basically just dunks, layups, and threes. Like they don't work on really I mean, they work on it, but like uh, they emphasize high percentage dunks and threes. And yeah. I think they're going to get in trouble.
1: Well, anytime you, you know, it's been said for years, you'll live by the three, die by the three. And the three is such an important thing in basketball, not just at the college level, but even in high school or NBA, whatever. I mean, you've got to be able to shoot. But yeah, Alabama has had some interesting, as good as they are, and I've seen them a couple of times too, they're awesome. But they do have, you know, can they string together five straight good shooting nights against quality opponents. I don't know about that. I, I do think they're going to be safe in the South just because I don't, to me, that's probably the weakest bracket. Like Arizona, obviously I follow them a lot and I think they're good. I don't think they're as good as last year. I thought they were going to win it all last year. That surprised me, but they oh, they yeah. were awesome last year because they have that Benedict mather and who's now with the Indiana Pacers and, yeah. Mike, you know, one of the, one of the rookie of the year candidates. I mean, you know that was a loaded team, and they're still good this year. Like Omar Ballo and Furcisa, the point guard. They've, they've got a team. really
2: good international roster.
1: Yeah, well, that's you know their their coach, uh, who's Tommy made, Lloyd. Escaping me, Tommy Lloyd. I couldn't remember his last name. He's a Mark Mark Few.
2: Mark Few. Yeah, soccer.
1: and that's. And that's how Mark Few has built that dynasty at Gonzaga. Like, he gets a few guys from the United States, but he gets Canadians. He gets – you know, Tommy Lloyd was the guy who got a lot of those players. I mean, so he knows where to go to find them. And so um, it's been a breath of fresh air because it was kind of like – you know, there was the Sean Miller era era at Arizona, which was infuriating because it was sort of like – it was like a Rick Stansberry type era where he could recruit super (laughs) well, but then everybody got on the floor and you were like, ah – this is yeah. my eyeballs are bleeding watching this team trying to play basketball. Right. Um, and you don't have to worry about that with Tommy Lloyd. It's a it's a good, fun bat. I just don't think this team is quite as good as they were last year. So I, my final four is Alabama, Houston, uh, Marquette, and Gonzaga. Just because Gonzaga, I'll do it again. I'll do there it. You again. There you go. Every time I'm going to have it on that hill.
2: It has been a long time since I have placed an actual bet. But Marquette right now via Vegas Insider plus 2100.
1: It's not a bad bet, not, it's
2: bad, not a bad at flyer all.
1: Right there, he that you've got, there.
2: you've got Texas at plus 1900, Gonzaga plus 1500, Arizona plus 1600. So, um, yeah, I like that final four. I mean, I, I think Bama's certainly good enough to get there. They probably have the best player in the tournament, and Brandon Miller. and – you know yeah just string together 5 games where you don't go cold and you'll be fine um the crazy thing going back to memphis is probably the top 2 overall seeds alabama and houston memphis played them both damn near to the buzzer every time they beat houston on sunday in the american conference tournament uh conference title game conference tournament title game oh my gosh um and then Play Bama close on the road, so Memphis. I look Penny deserves a ton of credit. He yeah, they he's done a phenomenal job. And look, they are sneaky, deep, and experienced. Their whole starting five are all seniors. They've got two bona fide stars um, in Williams and Davis. I think that yeah, they they could sneak up on Purdue, and then they could be a problem. For whoever they face after that in the Sweet 16, if they get past Purdue,
1: yeah, I'm not the first one to say this, but I love older teams in the tournament. And like you talked about, Memphis has got experience. Penny's done a nice job. They're they're hot at the right time. I, you know. Oh yeah. If you told me Memphis went to the Elite Eight or something like that, I would. That's not
2: totally yeah, shocking. i It again, wouldn't be crazy. Not
1: saying that's going to happen, but that Memphis is a very trendy pick to do something like that.
2: Yes. Yeah um so we've got till Thursday if we want to change anything but right now <laughs> I've I've got Houston winning uh the national championship over the Arizona Wildcats um
1: but yeah I think, I, I think I've got I, not, I think I've got Marquette okay like just kind of looking right. at it, I think Marquette because Marquette would play Alabama I believe and I think Marquette yep. can beat them and then Boy, I hope it's Houston Marquette in the final. That'd be an awesome game. That would be my final game. Houston Marquette, and then I think Marquette will figure out a way to win.
2: That'd be awesome. I almost had Arizona UCLA in the national championship game, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" Like Bill Walton would just be losing his mind if that were the case.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, he would be. I be be uh, saying, "You know, covering
2: conference of champions nine hundred times."
1: you'll see Bill Walton just walking the hallways behind, you know, when he's doing a game. It's just always, but he, he's like the Pied Piper of Western basketball in the United Every, States. Like he's like, you know, Dick Vitale or somebody like that. People throw right. to him. They love him. Like he's a, he's a legend. And he, he's he, very gracious. Nice guy.
2: I watched a ton of the Pac-12 tournament just cause it was on late and they'd show him and he's wearing just like the most generic black polo that just has espn on it because you know that he probably showed up wearing some grateful dead shirt and they were like bill sure. <laughs> you have to wear this polo you can't and he's like okay fine um, right but yeah he's a hoot uh so yeah it subject to change you know we'll see how i'm feeling in oh, like three hours is. but right. uh but yeah uh first four games are what tomorrow and wednesday and then you got the uh first round thursday that's when it gets uh Gets crazy. I
1: always like picking my bracket after a couple of adult beverages. I feel like it goes better that way. It just you know oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not as because if I if I'm like because you know, I'm always just generally my I'm risk averse and so I don't right. pick a lot yeah. of upsets. You know I'll I'll pick some seven tens or some six elevens or something like that. But I don't like. It. But anyway, I think you got to go for it. But yeah, you but know like, I I say that and because I I knew I was going on a, a podcast with my friend, Zach Barry. So I have not had a few adult beverages. Maybe the podcast <laughs> would be better if I had See, and I'm not very risk of or I'm risk averse right now. And that's why I'm picking all higher seeds. But yeah, let's, let's do this podcast and instead of it's 1230 uh, West coast time. So let's do it at 1230 AM West coast time. Yeah. And we'd get some real, real picks was, right there.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you know, I'll get some, I'll get a bottle of red, I'll get that open, and then we can just see where the bracket I like, takes us. I like where that. your
1: head's at. A little bit of gonzo journalism. I like it.
2: <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh. Well. Well. This was fun, man. It's been a minute, and uh, it was good to. It's good to hear your voice and talk to you about some hoops. We uh. We'll do that. Um. We'll do that some more. We'll, we'll probably talk again. We'll we'll talk during the tournament. I was about to say now
1: that now that Chris Beard is well, not just this tournament, but I think that old Miss basketball is going to become a little more. You know, yeah. probably most exciting since the Marshall Henderson days, like you talked about.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it'll be fun. We'll we'll, we'll get back into the swing of things, talking hoops, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll catch up here in the the next couple of weeks when this tournament gets going. But uh, but thanks and, to and
1: before, sorry, before we leave, I have gotta say, you know, moving out here on West Coast, I know obviously a lot of old Miss fans listen to this. You would be amazed. Like I can still ten years later bring up, they're like, "What what did you cover in Mississippi?" And I'd be like remember Marshall Henderson and everybody's like, Oh, (laughs) like Marshall Henderson is still a legend. Like even in California and Arizona, like he's, 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 anybody who follows any sort of college basketball knows about Marshall. But anyway, I I've always thought that was,
2: Oh man. Absolutely. I mean, the guy, you know, legend Ole Miss and then went and played in, in Iraq Iraq. and, and and, yeah, I mean, (laughs) what a guy. Um, but yeah, thanks to our, our buddy David Brandt for, for coming on, talking some hoops. Uh, thanks to you, the listener. And of course, thanks to the sponsors that make it possible. Stay locked in at omspirit.com, part of On Three. We'll have tons and tons of coverage of everything Chris Beard and everything almost basketball as uh, Keith Carter and company um, send shockwaves through the uh, college basketball world. The week of the tournament, there's still uh, national headlines. So uh, until next time, this has been Not Committed. We'll talk to you then. We out.